Hey, this is Danny from the Magic Our Way podcast, and you guys are listening to the BS Podcast Network. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. Yes, it is me, Austin, and I'm here with George and Christian. Guys, I just got to say, I, I really missed you both. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, uh, I'm glad we were able to get all together tonight, Friday night. Yes. Been a long time. I'm allowed to be out, by the way. <laughs> I'm allowed to be out. Yeah, we, we resuscitated Austin. Yeah. Yes. He yes. performed CPR. He's, he's chill now. It's like uh, we Chris performed the CPR. I got the AED patches. We had to shave Austin's fucking chest hair. All two. So we didn't them. fry it. It's constricting you. And I cut off, cut your shirt off. Yep. Yep. We didn't assess the situation. That was the one thing that we forgot to do at the beginning is assess the situation. Tell somebody to call 911. No, me and Austin or me and Christian just went straight for it. We just. Yeah, I like ran them. and lifted one leg up and. He started just like hitting him in the stomach. Yeah, we weren't sure if he was choking on a grape or dying of coronavirus. So we had to try everything. <laughs> it worked, though. He's here. <laughs> I was pretty damn sick. I'm not going to lie. So what was the worst it got? Uh, it was actually when I was first sick, which okay. was Thursday, Friday, what, two or three weeks ago. Uh, it Like I felt the aches coming on Thursday night and I'm like, uh, I'm probably getting sick. I should probably just like chill out. Friday, I woke up and I zero energy zero energy but um i had a lot of mucus but i always have a lot of mucus because i have allergies and i always have post nasal drip and i get a lot of sinus infections so sunday i went to the doctor and i was like my head like my forehead and like my eye sockets were just like crushing my head and he goes yeah it sounds like you have sinusitis and i was like okay i've had that before he goes all right here's amoxicillin take it uh drink lots of fluids i was like okay yeah it was it was three weeks ago Three weeks ago? Two weeks ago? Three. 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 It was three. So it, that was a Sunday. Monday, I was like, I'm not feeling that great. I'll still work because I'm working from home. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll still get, you know, get some work done, make that money. Still wasn't feeling that great. Um, And then like Wednesday night, I'm sitting there at my desk watching some Joey Diaz compilation. And I literally like within 20 minutes just like melted into my chair. And I was like, I am so achy. Like, I just, I just felt like. Uh, like, oh my God, I, I'm going to die. Um, then Vanessa got extremely sick and my dad actually was sick like two days before me, but that was it. And he went to the doctor cause he has to, he has diabetes. So he goes quite often regularly and his doctor, which is my doctor goes, yeah, you're not contagious. And he goes, oh, okay. So he goes, he goes back to work. Uh, then he's like, you know, I'm just going to be safe. So Friday. Vanessa and I decided to go get tested because we're like, this is really bad. I've been sick for over a week COVID now. COVID tested, correct? Yeah, correct. We went to CVS. Super easy. It was drive through test. Uh, no, I did not get the four foot long pole stuck down my nose, thankfully. Uh, they whip out a monster catheter. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine was... Uh, so the way it worked is you, you drive up and it's through like the prescription window outside like of the drive through 
and they go, all right, uh, I'm going to walk you through it. And they, they give you two for Vanessa and I, we, we both had our tests scheduled like 10 minutes apart. So she's like, you're both here. We'll just do them both at the same time. It'll be really fast. We're like, okay. So you, you get this thing. You have to sanitize it before you touch it. You pull this stick out. It's like this long, but then you break it in half. Okay. So I was like, okay, it can't be that bad. So she goes, it was okay. like Austin held up about what was it, like eight inches. Yeah. Like a it was, stick, like eight inches. Yeah. Okay. So we, she's like, okay, go ahead and break it in half. And Vanessa looks at each other like, oh, thank God. So then she goes, okay, we're going to, I'm going to, we're going to do this together. All three of us. And we're like, uh, okay. So she goes, you're going to stick the, the uh, swab about an inch into your nose for 15 seconds. Counted to 15. Okay. Now do the other one. I'm like, oh, we got to do the other one too. So you did the other one for 15 seconds. Then you put it in this vial, close it up. You sterilize the door of the, like the box. And then she goes, okay, put them in there and then sterilize it again. And you're like, okay. And she's like, all right, uh, I sent you guys an email on how to start up your CVS account. Uh, you'll get your results posted to there. It takes about two to three business days. This was uh, Friday. My dad decided to go get tested at Sam Boyd Stadium. Apparently, he got like the, the military quarantine edition. The lady was like, all right, take the thing out. Now snap it in half and put it in your nose 15 seconds. Oh, she's like God. yelling at him the whole time. He's like, yes, ma'am. All right. Whoa, you make him sound uh, excited. Because he probably was. Anyways. He feels fine, by the way. He's like, I feel fine. He's like, I just took it anyways. Um, I wake up Saturday morning. He comes over to me. He goes, I'm positive. Oh. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. So he's like, I'm working from home for the next two weeks. I'm like, okay, we have to be because Vanessa and I had all and the symptoms. Did, did he have symptoms? He did for like a day. And then that was it. Dang. Um, I was like, oh shit. Okay. We hear nothing back Saturday, Sunday morning. I just opened the thing and he goes, oh, your test results came back. You're negative. And I was like, what? So I go and talk to Vanessa. She goes, yeah, mine were positive. I was like, no way. So Monday morning, uh, I call my, uh, HR for my work and I tell them what's up. I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to assume I have it. I have all the symptoms. I'm near two people that have that it. have it. So I, I went to, or I called the pathologist cause it, they left the pathologist phone number who ran my test. And she goes, yeah, um, obviously the tests aren't a hundred percent accurate. Uh, she, she goes, you probably have a false positive or a false negative. She goes, based on what you told me, your situation, I would just assume that you have it. I was like, okay. So I told my work and they were like, yeah, just take the entire week off, stay at home, rest. I want to say Tuesday night. I was like, I feel fine now. When okay. Because I remember you came over to drop off the the files Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, and I was I was You're already sn- looking better. Well, I was sniffly because I have allergies. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just always gonna have that. That day, I was like, I feel fine. I still had a cough. I still have a cough. Um, my mom had it a couple months ago, and she still has a cough. Uh, Vanessa had it the worst. She literally like couldn't keep food down. Could barely keep liquids down. It was real scary. I was actually real worried I was going to have to take her to the hospital. Oh, Jesus. Because her co- she's still coughing super bad, but um, everything else, she's fine. She's her energy. She has. She did lose her smell and her taste, though. She's still, like, not 100%. That's crazy, like, the man. the day we got tested, I was like, you want McDonald's? You want to f- eat something to feel better? She's like, yeah. And then we got home. She's like, I can't taste any of this. The only thing she could taste was the barbecue sauce for her nuggets. That At was least. it. Thankfully. The chicken nuggies. Uh, um. My son, who's two years old, he 
had like phlegm in his chest one day and that was it. So either he's just like asymptomatic or he's just a fucking titan and was like, I, I don't yeah, get thank sick. God. Yeah, we're, no, dude, we're really baby, thankful. Baby fucking germs are like something like something to not oh, fuck yeah. around with. They, they don't fuck around with coronavirus. Oh, yeah. No. My, so this isn't the worst that I've been sick, but I've the worst I was ever sick was because of my son. I remember we both had to go to the hospital because of how sick we were. This was last year, two years ago. Yeah, it was two years ago. Yeah, it was like I had to go to the ER because I couldn't sleep. I was just in agony and it was a really bad flu. It was actually, I don't even think it was a, a flu. It was like a 24-hour bug because within a day I was fine again. And Rowan had it Sunday. We had to take him to the ER. They had to like, I remember like he had such a bad fever that like they had no, he couldn't like, you couldn't see the veins in his arms. Oh, Jesus. So they had to do like a, like an IV in his head and he was not happy. I mean, I wouldn't be happy either, but he was like not even a year old yet. That's terrifying. Yeah, it was terrifying. Uh, And then Thursday I got it and I had to go to the ER and they had to like pump me with fluids and I get there and they're like, your temperature is 104. How are you not dead? I was like, I I don't know, boss. I'm dying though. But can I, is there a freezer somewhere around here? <laughs> Where do you guys keep the dead bodies? <laughs> Just stuff me in the bag. I'm down. But uh, it was, I do think it's something that is very underestimated. Uh, it took, it took Vanessa out within a day. Like she literally like just didn't leave the bed. I had Rowan 98% of the time, which, which I didn't mind. Um, But it like people, here's the, like not to get political or anything, but like, I know, uh, I have a friend who told me that this dude that he knows on Facebook says that, oh yeah, my mom died of COVID. I still think it's fake. It's like, how do you, what? It's just not as like, okay, you're the second person that I know, like legit know that just gotten it. Yeah. And like, um, I'll tell my story a little real quick. Cause like I had a really bad, like sinus buildup like two weeks ago too. Just eat ghost And pepper. I was, uh, I was, blasted off an edible it was the first time i had an edible in a while and i hit a stage of paranoia like i was alone at the house i was playing video games and my sinuses were so bad like i could only i i had had to play video games standing up because it like it was so much pressure that when i stood up that was the only time i felt good and I, i texted my parents and i was like i feel like i i might be having it and then the next day, like I did the neti pot and it was perfectly fine. But like, boy, I could see because everybody that I hear who's had it says it's like a it's a day. It takes only one night. Oh, and oh then yeah. it's just. Yeah. Like for me, Thursday night, it's like I felt it towards the end of my shift Thursday. And I was like, yeah, I'm really not feeling good. I took Friday off that day. Um the like when i first was sick and i was like i am like i literally i started clocked in i told my boss i was like hey man i'm really not feeling that great and he's like just do what you can an hour later i was like yeah i i gotta go like i can't sit here i can't stay focused i remember just sitting on like the couch laying down on the couch like my son's watching like cars too and i'm like i like this movie i'm gonna fall asleep because i I have no energy i am i am done and um yeah, it was it was kind of scary it, knowing like I it's it's kind of like I didn't have it, but I did. I consider myself to have had it. So I was yeah. we self quarantined. We we got our groceries delivered. We, you know, it was just like all right, we're gonna just wait it out. And then SNHD called us. And they were like, hey, you guys are fine by like Thursday. 
they, me, I, I stopped showing symptoms way before Vanessa, but they told Vanessa, you're fine. Like you're fine to go. Uh, you, you can be out and about uh, yesterday, yesterday, as I'm saying this right now on Friday, they told her this Sunday. He said, yeah, Thursday, you're okay. fine because we had already been quarantining for basically three weeks at that point. So it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, shit. it's rough. Like it, I, I wonder how many people don't like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you think, Chris? Like, do you think people get told like you have the coronavirus? Do you think people still go out? Uh, yeah, they get caught. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. This is, it, it's messed up. Cause we do live in a time where we, we do live, live in a, a society. We live in society. Here's my manifesto. No, but we live in a time where like everybody's always like dabbing on like the media of, of making shit up and they do, but people get emboldened and are like, ah, maybe it's just a conspiracy. I don't have it. Okay. And I'm a conspiracy guy. Right. And I can see X, Y, Z. You could tell that people it's kind of like, well, it's like other theories where it's like, we don't know that those people who have it or really have it. They're just saying that. So um, I believe people don't understand. People don't understand how it works. They're like, they don't understand that you cannot show symptoms and have it and spread it. People probably don't know that. You know what I mean? There's people have to be out there like, oh, I'm going to go cough on the friggin' lady in the salad line. That's cool. Yeah, I, so I, I think it's it. something that's very underestimated. Just just from personal experience, like it's not the worst sick that I've been, but I was pretty goddamn sick. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've it's I've heard nothing but horror stories, man. I'm really I was re- super worried about uh my dad getting it because they my dad has hella underlying conditions. See, that's the thing. Like my, my so both my many parents underlying have diabetes. conditions. Both my parents have diabetes, and my mom actually has to take insulin. And when she had it, I was really worried about it. But she was sick. She told me she was like, I had a cough the entire time. She still kind of has it, but she was like, I was really only sick for like three days. No, I'm I'm scared to ask you because I kind of got like some chest congestion is it a chest congestion or is it more of like a head kind of or is it a combo it's a little bit of a combo i had more of it in my throat got you but i also think i had pneumonia too because of the symptoms that i had mixed with mucus uh mucus wasn't really a symptom listed with covid but pneumonia is a a, something that you can get from covid so i think i did have pneumonia so i don't know man maybe you got both maybe like me see and a a big part of like the conspiracy, I guess I would say, is that people think they're inflating the like the death toll of the virus because it exacerbates pre-existing conditions, right? So they say, oh, it was really the pre-existing condition. They have no right to include that in the toll. But it's like, no, if they didn't have coronavirus, they would not have died. Yeah, this is and I understand like that's how conspiracies are like built, right? But. I don't know. You gotta gotta push gotta push the truth, the, the real reason, the reason behind the reason. You gotta super uncover it, unwrap it until it fucking is at its base core. Yep. Take the mask off, and take the realizes. blanket off, take the skin off. That the reason why the coronavirus even started was because of the Temple of Doom, and I mean, I can't believe nobody said it to this point. Yeah. So speaking of that, let's let's talk about happiness. I'm okay. I'm here. I feel a hundred percent. Vanessa's feeling 85% besides the cough. Rowan is still crackhead city. My dad's completely fine. Nobody else in my house got like my sister because my sister and my mom had to both test negative to go back to work and they both did. So it was like, okay. Um, 
what did we watch tonight? We watched Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which is undoubtedly the best Indiana Jones film. I will I will take that to my grave. It's the best Indiana Jones film. Like I told you guys, and I've said I believe I've said it on the show before. Uh one of the time one of the nights in quarantine, my uh on one of the cable channels, they had a Indiana Jones marathon. And I was like, hell yeah. And then I Last Crusade came on. I'm like, oh, god damn it. And my dad's like, whoa, this is a great movie. I'm like, no, dad. The way it works is if there's a marathon in order, you watch Raiders of the Lost Ark, you watch Temple of Doom. Last Crusade comes on, it's time for a nap. <laughs> That's like the, oh, it's two o'clock on a Sunday. I'm going to take a snooze on the couch. See, and I told you earlier that my perception being like, you're the, you're the mega indie fan, right? Whereas Maybe. we've just seen some of the movies. Right. Like I saw Crystal Skull when I was younger. I saw Temple of Doom when I was younger. My perception was always that was that Kingdom of Crystal Skull is the one that gets shat on. Oh, yeah. Because to be fair, they did kind of resolve it. In is that the one with Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, it is. Mutt? Yes. That's the most recent one. That was the, yeah, latest, that's last the latest one. That's the last one. Even though apparently they're uh, they're making a new one right now. Mm. With Harrison Ford, surprisingly, because he's like, God damn it, leave me alone. I'm old. <laughs> so maybe he it was Shia LaBeouf, his son. Yes, because the yes. the the love interest from the first film is back in the fourth film. Yes. Now it's connected. Yes. I remember it that. It is connected. Indy probably has like 15 kids, man. I mean, oh, he's a fucking slinging dick everywhere. <laughs> Every country. Don't matter. I, I said like I Harrison Harrison Ford is one of my favorite actors because of Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is my favorite series movie series. And it, we're watching Temple of Doom and he walks down the, the stairs in his white suit. And I'm like, look at this motherfucker in a white suit. Look Fly at him as a mother. Like, He's dripping so bad that people are slipping. Yeah, let's he, talk about that opening sequence. It was great. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to get into a synopsis, so I don't want to do that again. Okay, but, okay. But, but the let's opening talk sequence it. was Something my else. favorite. It, yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I, I don't know, Christian. Just to preface this, Christian was laughing so fucking hard through the entire film. I will admit, ninety nine percent of this movie is so badly dated that it's good. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yes, I accept it because it's like. It's like, now, don't get me wrong, this movie knows how to create a good action sequence and create lots of tension, where I was like, like, like tapping my foot, I'm like, oh, are they going to make it? Is it going to happen? At the same time, some of it's like older, almost like cartoonish action, like these guys come out into the, the, the ballroom with Tommy guns and start shooting at Indy, and there's a giant gong hanging from like a fixture, Indy jumps behind it to take cover, he's peeking out both sides, then to, to fight the guy, he, he cuts it down and it starts rolling across the room. And he's trying to make his way across the room while using the rolling gong for cover. And as the guy is shooting the Tommy gun into the gong to shoot him from Indy's side, you could see little holes appearing cartoonishly on the other side of the gong. And that was one of the... That, that was like the earliest cackle of the movie. So that's kind of how the action pans out a little bit. That's that's literally just like imagine that, but for what is it, that movie's almost two hours, but just of Christian going ah or Christian or me going like oh Jesus I forgot that's in here look how bad that looks oh it, there were some some pieces and parts of that movie where I was just like they really had to sit in like the final boardroom and just be like yep nope this is this is it right this well, I mean, is what, what do we they want. have to go off of 
at that point star wars that was probably it what year was temple of doom made oh god you just had to ask that didn't you give me a sec do, 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 do. We'll take time to the Quantum Podcast brought to you by GCP. If you feel better, GCP. Apple Podcast. Type in the Jewelry Podcast. Get a GCP. And we're back. We're not an ASMR podcast. I apologize for that. Uh, it was released May 8th, 1984. So they just had the maybe the first two Star Wars films. I know for sure the first one. Yeah, because Star Wars Episode 4 came out in 77. Oh, yeah. So they had yeah. uh, that and Empire Strikes Back because Empire Strikes Back came out in 80. You said 84? 84 was Temple of Doom. 77 was the first Star Wars movie. Oh, my God. Well, well I oh, could... they had all three Star Wars movies because uh, Return of the Jedi came out in 83. So everyone knows we put this... The uh, uh, Austin, love him to death, has this movie on DVD. I was like, I don't have a DVD player, but I got my Xbox. We put the, the disc in the Xbox, and it says that the audio settings or something aren't compatible, and I have to like disable my Bluetooth or whatever or Blu-ray. It was like this ain't no goddamn Blu-ray. Get that shit out of here. Get this goddamn disc out of me uh i have the the entire box set of the first three films and a three hour long bonus features that's why i know so much fucking shit about these movies because i watched them so fucking often my dad bought that for me uh so a little backstory the reason why i got into indiana jones is fourth grade uh went to disneyland went on the indiana jones ride and i loved it it was my favorite ride i had to buy the hat from the store which i bought like two more since i've been there Oh my god! Uh, I had to get another one because the last one my head got too fucking big. <laughs> uh, and so my dad bought it for me. I remember he bought it for me at Meadows Mall at Spencer's. Oh no, no, wow. it wasn't Spencer's. There was like a DVD like store there, and they had the box set. My dad bought it, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Who's that for?" And my dad, oh, my dad, like would buy shit in front of me that like I probably should have realized was for me, but it wasn't. Like I remember in kindergarten, I had the PlayStation Two, and I was going to graduate, and I was like, "Oh, look, a PlayStation controller!" Because I found it next to this. He's like. Oh yeah, that's for my coworker. I was like, oh cool. And then he gave it to me the day like we graduated. And I was like, oh, you got me. It was the same thing with this because I'm I'm at the store with him. I'm like, oh, what are you getting that for? He's like, oh, it's for your uncle. He really likes these movies. I was like, okay, cool. And then it was like a month before Christmas. He goes, surprise! Like on Christmas. And I'm like, oh wow, all of the Indiana Jones films. And then that Austin. So what is it? Because like, is it just Harrison Ford? Is it no, it's Indiana Jones, the character. I just, I fell in love with him. He's a badass. He's, I don't know. He's just so like, he's sophisticated too. He's, yeah, he's not just like, he's masculine, but sophisticated. Yes. Well, he's, a, he's a professor. He's a college professor of archaeology. Well, I would love to be in his class. Like, I, no, in you wouldn't. I was telling Christian in the, in the last crusade, uh, he comes back to the school and he's teaching a class and then he exits in the classes over and he gets out and there's like 80 kids going, you haven't graded my paper yet. He doesn't like because he's he's just always like oh shit look in, in uh, Peru they need me to go find us gotta go. He'll be like oh just fucking give them all A's if they turn into paper give them all A's I, I, probably and but like apparently like like in Raiders you can see that like uh like girls like throw themselves like students throw themselves at him and he was like what did you say with, about Harrison Ford with when he was talking to Willie Scott in the beginning? Uh, reminded me. I said I think, a lot of I think raunchy said, shit. I think you said he was the original thought slayer. 
Oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the plane, which is a a plane that was supposed to like haul chickens somewhere. Is poultry? Yeah. And um, the pilots jumped out the plane because the guy that Indy screwed over, let's say, in the first act of the movie, turned out it was his people. So he, he called them up like, "Hey, jump out of the plane, bro!" <laughs> so in- Indy and uh, Willie in short round crash. And uh, but anyways, getting off the off my track. What had happened was Willie, the singer, was was like she was like, oh, she was trying to get get Indy's uh, get trying to. What's the word? Interact with him. Seduce. Honey yeah. dick him. Yeah, she was honey trying to honey dick him. And he's like, ah, yeah, uh, uh, darling, uh, trying to keep quiet while I sleep. He, <laughs> and he's like, she's like, you can't take your eyes off me. So he tips his hat over his eyes to go to sleep and like ignores <laughs> her. So I said, ah, the original thought destroyer. Yes. Indiana Jones. I don't know. He kind of he kind of destroyed her like throughout the entire film and then was like, you love me, right? She was like, all right, I guess so. That's a thing. Like, I think that he uh, he laid a good base down for like how to be a true Mac daddy <laughs> for all the boys in the world. That's what I was saying. Like, our the parents Dennis are sexist. Method. Yes, just uh, demonstrate their value. Demonstrate value. He he pulls that bat ba move, escaping to the plane, fighting yep. off the the. What, what were they Chinese? Yes, because they were in Shanghai. Yeah, they were in Shanghai. Fighting off the Chinese gangsters. Demonstrating value to her. What is E? E, establish uh, emotional connection. So, uh, yeah, it's tied, I guess. Okay. And that. And then uh, N, uh, N is neglect. Neglect <laughs> is the plane scene. Yes. When oh, he's that, like, I'm going to ignore like you. But it's also all of it, too, throughout the whole thing. He was like, can you shut up? Oh, he, he dentises it throughout. He bounces back and forth in the dentist system. But at the end of the day. I mean, he could have got her whenever he wanted. Oh yeah, and and you see that like in the middle of the film when like they're like kissing and he and she was like I'm not that easy. He goes yeah me neither. And he just opens the door and walks out. And she was like you'll be back here in five God minutes. Damn, love. It's funny because they're both interested in each other, but they both play hard to get. So it's like this funny uh back and forth game throughout the movie. Yeah, I uh let's let's get into because I I. I George really inspired me with This is the End with him bringing up some trivia. And that was like spur of the moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of just, yeah, today, just ran with it. Uh, today, I was like, hey, guys, can we record tomorrow? And George was like, can we record today? I'm like, yeah, when I, when I get off work, I was like, we're going to watch a movie. And I already knew what movie we were going to watch. So I started like writing down cool facts and then like trivia questions for you guys. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in it. All right. So, uh, well, let, first, if you guys just major takeaways from this film, because this might take a little bit with. Oh, for sure. Okay. Um, okay. So for me, I love the uh, outrageous action scenes. Uh, I love the live animals. Um, there was lots of like live bugs. The elephants were real. Um, I spent 10 grand on that, on those bugs. I thought you said it was a hundred. No, no, no. It was. T- I meant to say ten. It was okay, 10, okay. Not a hundred thousand. No, that'd be ridiculous. But they spent a lot so of money like, on bugs. So, like the action scenes with, that I'm talking about are like, um, them flying off the side of a cliff in a goddamn raft, right? Like, I mean, full on free fall, like five hundred feet. Like, I was like, what in the world? And then they just land, and then the movie just continues. Like that didn't even just happen. That is what I loved about it the most. Is like, and you have a couple of those scenes. Um, where like the chick is like 
about to die. You know, she's in like the the cage. She gets lowered into the fire and then brought back up and then lowered again. And then she's like comes out like completely unfazed, not even sweating. She's hanging over a lava pit. But the dude who went in before her like started melting 20 Just feet like, above like a it. Crisp, right? No, I I I think that that was my favorite part. I like the action. I like the crazy comedy. And then the overall the acting. Uh short round was my favorite character. You call him Dr. Jones, doll. Dr. Jones. He, I love I loved the way he defended freaking Indiana, the indie the entire film. Also, like this movie could not fly today. Oh no. With, with the way she was like, where'd you find him? He goes, I caught him. Like he was a fucking like animal or something. <laughs> I think the most uh like racial part was when they're walking on the bugs, he's like, I feel like I'm stepping on fortune cookies. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, so short round is they're in this like uh the the start of the like Temple of Doom, let's say that they just uncovered. All these bugs on the ground, exotic bugs, really nasty. And but first they're in the dark, they don't know they're bugs. So short round, of course, I'm sure the directors say, ah, say something Chinese about the situation. He says, It's it's like we're stepping on fortune cookies. <laughs> please, please tell them your reaction when Willie has to get them out of the of the room that has spikes in it and she shines the light in the 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 area where the switch is. Okay. Okay. This movie had some great humor. It came off so good. So Indy and Short Round are in this room where uh, Short Round accidentally, um, he goes against the wall. He presses a button. The the room starts caving in slowly from the top, right? It's like a death trap thing, right? To trap them in and spikes come out of the floor and ceiling. So it's like basically there's a button where they came in that somebody has to press. Willie. She has to do it. And she's a total like. She's a, like a girly girl, let's say, like, oh, I can't I can't touch and, bugs and, and remember, this dungeon. Remember when they're at the campfire before they get to the palace and he's like with the pro-, and like and they're playing poker, him and Shore, and he's like, you know, the problem with her is the goddamn noise. <laughs> like, that's some real Dennis shit, too. God I'm assuming. Damn it. She kept screaming over fucking everything. My favorite is she would scream right at the top of her lungs at the most inopportune time. And then short round would like accidentally like let out a peep in, in a freaking Indiana Jones. Like, Shh, shut up, shut up, short round. But like, then she'd be like, Wah! and he's like, nice. Cannot wait to tear you up later, baby. <laughs> I'm going to make you scream please. louder than the snakes. <laughs> please, please continue, Christian. Okay. So, and, and I'll, I'll tell you about the jokes in a second here. But a big thing to remember is that the culture shock is a big part of this movie. They go to India. They're eating exotic they foods. They land in India. Yeah, yeah. Well, they crashed, uh, but really, Vishnu brought them there. Wink, uh, wink. Yeah, Shiva brought them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, anyhow, Willie is the one who, like, she's the one who reacts to the culture shock the whole movie. Indiana, he's been around the world. He doesn't care. Shortstop's kind of freaked out. But he's like, ah, whatever. I'm kind of like a nomad, too, of sorts, following India around. Willie, she's a baby. She sees, like, a a uh, 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 lizard and a snake and and all in bats and she's freaking out in the jungle well, and she's like running it's it's obviously set up but like she runs into a snake ah, she runs this way there's a, like a <laughs> there's a, another lizard there's a, there, and like growls at her like bitch stop fucking fucking <laughs> stuff on me so she's the baby she reacts to the culture shock 
they're sitting around the table and eating exotic foods. One guy's eating a beetle. They they're eating monkey brains, right? Which you told us what was the monkey brains really made uh, out of? It was custard. Uh, so a lot of this. Oh, first of all, uh, if any of y'all want to catch hands in Indiana Jones trivia, get the Quiz Up app. And I, I'm number one. I'm usually always top. We need three somebody to beat Austin. I think Austin's head. It was so big he couldn't even fit in this fucking room. <laughs> That's how <laughs> I've been. Good the, he thinks I've been he the top three trivia. on this app. Um. Since I was in high school when the app first came out, I gotta find two and three, and we gotta have like a je- like a well, final you just watched, Jeopardy you just showdown. Two, so you gotta watch one, three, and four. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about the top two people on the leaderboard. Oh, they're like in like and Denmark we gotta or have, something. We gotta have like a freaking like a Jeopardy style setup within like a special yeah, appearance. Yeah, because the from way the, the way the Ford. app works is it's a trivia game, <laughs> and it's two people competing against each other. But the faster you get the answer, the more points you keep. I think I remember quiz up. Yeah. So people will be sitting there like, huh, who is Willie Scott? And I'm like, fuck that. And I'm like, it, it, it's like a, re- a reflex. But s- sorry. Uh, um, what was I even talking about? I was talking about how I have. You're talking about the, you, you said the vein on your forehead from all the Indiana Jones <laughs> knowledge. Sometimes it pulses and it hurts. It does really hurt. <laughs> Which I'm starting to pick up on that now. You should probably put your hat back on because I don't like that. <laughs> I, look oh like she, I, look, yeah. I look like oh Sheen when he, turned, when he got the big head. Exactly, yeah. When Sheen gets the big head in Jimmy Neutron <laughs> and his head's pulsing. Jimmy's man. Okay. Jimmy. <laughs> okay, I had to do my Carl noise. What's up? So the humor in this movie is impeccable. Um, Willie's a girly girl, so Look, the, the dang room is closing in on short round and indie, and Willie has to go through the the bugs, the floor of bugs to get to the button to press it. Oh, it's not a button, it's a lever. She has to stick her hand in a hole, right? She sticks her hand in the wrong hole. That hole had a few bugs on it, right? But it was Indy's hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indy sticks his hand out from the other room say, and points, no, your other right, that hole. <laughs> she looks at the other hole, there's more bugs in that one. <laughs> And like a dozen giant big ass bugs she would have to touch to put her arm in it. And the whole time Christian just goes, ah, <laughs> like she she's doing this impossible feat with how like dainty she is. Right. And the, when they reveal the second hole has more bugs on it and she has to put her arm in it. I just cackled. I'm like, uh, and he's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> They're dead. I was just waiting for like the cutaway to for love, like Joe Rogan to be like, all right, Willie, you got to beat a time of 3527. Ready, go. <laughs> Put your fear hand factor. in the bug. Oh, yeah, fear factor. Yeah. So, Christian. Damn, what? they drank horse cum on that show once. Well, it was deleted scene. Yeah, Joe Rogan. They made him drink horse cum. Joe Rogan talks about it, too. It's great. Uh, Christian, what takeaways do you have from the film? What, it, like, what really did you like about it? Okay. Humor was great. I love how it was all based on like the, the Indian and Hindu religion and mysticism um, talking about Shiva and Kali. And you know, that's like what the cult is based on. Um, to be fair, I bet like a lot of people who didn't know about like Indian culture, probably watch that. And that's why they think like they're all mystic is because they saw Indiana Jones, <laughs> but it was super cool. Um, the action was really good. Like we saw some funny CGI shots where, like like when the minecarts flip at the last sequence. Oh my god. <laughs> which which I have a question about that later. So it'll it'll make more sense when you guys hear the answer to that, or if you guys <laughs> somehow get the answer. And uh the action was really good. 
I ended up liking the characters. Short round and Indy had like her like a quick heart to heart once like they got out of the shit. And um Willie was fine. She was like the damsel. You gotta have the damsel for the guy to win, right? That, that's how these things See, go. But like the first movie, like the damsel in distress is Marion Ravenwood, but she's like a fucking badass. Like she's sitting there just like slugging with Nazis, like she's in a UFC cage, just ah, just slugging with I them. didn't hear no bail. Yeah, yeah, literally I didn't hear no goddamn bail. That's why she's in the fourth movie. But anyways, go ahead, Christian. I'm sorry. Per usual, the you know, the score is great. We got John Williams. It's the same as the other movies, but we like it for a reason. Um, what else? Um, obviously like the Kali Ma scene was like super iconic. Please tell them your story with that. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. We'll get there. <laughs> hold, hold on. We'll get there. First, I just like to say that this movie was kind of hellish. They go into this temple, right? And like they have a pit of lava. They put this, the, the, the guy in a cage as a sacrifice to Kali. That's like the Hindu Satan. All right. Let's say religion is the same. Don't at me. Okay. <laughs> they put somebody in this cage. They sacrifice him. The, the the lead guy comes up, the lead uh cultist guy. He put he says Kalima, Kalima, and he puts his hand in his chest and he pulls out his heart, right? And he holds his beating heart in his hand, and then they they lower the cage. But his into wound the, heals. It just goes back together like it was Velcro. Yeah, his wound. Like now, now was that effects or was that implied like magic? type stuff it's supposed to be like like oh that's how much power i have over you. it was obviously yeah. a, a practical effect but <laughs> what if his body just did that bro <laughs> they just They're naturally like, what, why should you be the indiana if indiana jones film watch this and like what the fuck <laughs> I fuck this dude could grow another fucking heart sign him immediately stem cell research they still only gave him ten dollars <laughs> and uh they, they lower the guy into a pit and he burns to death and there's these hellish statues everywhere and blood and sacrifices. It was like, it was some scary stuff. Okay. Now the story about Kali Ma is that Austin and I went to Disneyland. He went on a family trip with us, right? Um, we went out to Anaheim. We went to Disneyland. We rode star tours and the whole time, because like they're both Harrison four movies, I, I, Star Tours is the Star Wars movie. It's like one of those 4D we're rides. Also, like 12. Yeah. This was sixth grade. Yeah, we're children, so it's totally justified. <laughs> um, we're riding the Star Wars ride, and I'm yelling Indiana Jones quotes, like just to be like a, like a dirt. Literally, we're, we're like crashing into stuff. He's like, Kali Ma, Indy, cover your heart. Yeah, we're like flying through space. I'm like, cover your heart, Indy. He's going to take your heart. Kali Ma. And, um, Vice versa. Yeah, we get on the Star Wars ride, but I joined in on the on, or we get on Indiana Jones in the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. I joined in on this one, but we were both yelling like, "Use the Force, Luke!" Yeah, like and the you know we were, we were people fucking kids. hated us. We were shithead kids, so oh it's like, oh, God. somebody's gonna hear us and like think we're retarded. It's gonna be funny. Uh, they probably did. So <laughs> I got All the, the old people were laughing, but at the same time they were. Like, I should have came up with that. This kid's fucking clever right this here. This kid's a genius. What else did you take away, Chris? What, what did you really like about this film? What, what really stuck out to you? What made it a 10 out of 10 as it should be for both of you? Okay. I like how they took the, the like a uh, Hindu, like mysticism, like they took the archeological aspect of their civilization and then made like a, like had like, like supernatural stuff kind of happen. 
like with those stones. It was like those stones really had magic power. The one kid has like a voodoo doll. Um, the guy uses Which magic. Also laughed at. He was like, "Oh come on." It, yeah, I laughed because it was hellish. Like, okay, oh, some extremely some extremely. pretty weird stuff happened, right? And then Indy's fighting this guy and the 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 kid who's like the king of the temple or whatever. Earlier on in the film, he has a voodoo doll now, with which he made in some time before, like after he got there, that has his little hat and his whip. And I'm like, oh, more demon shit. Oh God. <laughs> And he 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 has a little he pulls a pin out of his headpiece and he starts stabbing the, the thing while Indiana Jones is on this like rock smasher. He's about to roll to his death. Another great action scene, by the way. Super tense and shortstop has to save him. short round, not shortstop. That's baseball. Uh, shortstop. Is, it, it, yeah. He probably play, he probably could play shortstop. Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved the supernatural aspect. I thought it spiced it up. Um, I love the drawbridge scene. It's iconic. Well, it wasn't a drawbridge. It was a rickety bridge scene. Yeah, I just, should say it was just a it was just a bridge. But it was, it's such an iconic, great scene with very dated practical and CGI effects. Yes. Yeah. Um, like we said, like in an earlier time, if I was watching that on like the quality of 1984, the CGI wouldn't have been as noticeable. Okay. But yeah, but now we have like the so Avengers. We, <laughs> Yeah, I, I give it the benefit of the doubt. You know, it's still my favorite movie. Uh, so our kids are going to be like, what in the fuck were you guys thinking watching these movies? Oh, like, no, my son's going to be like, this is a great movie. Call him on, dad. Uh, uh, let me get your heart. He already tries. That. He doesn't even know what he's doing yet, but he's already. So. Did you got uh, I'm not going to make it a zero out of ten or, you know, one through ten. George, did you like this movie? Were you entertained? Yes, I did. I'm so upset that I fucking am so tired, bro. Like, literally, <laughs> I brewed two cups of coffee during this movie because, I mean, I woke up at like 630 this morning. Uh, it's, uh, it is currently. It's about to be it's, it's midnight. Al- yeah, it's almost midnight. It's about to be almost midnight. And like, you know, I've been going today. And but what got me, it, what got me excited about this movie was Harrison Ford's acting. And like, I was able to like, follow the movie without fully being like in it like not into it but like you don't have to mm. sit there and be a deep thinker to get the movie true true right like i was able to go get my cups of coffee i was able to like be in and out at times but still understand where this movie was headed which is key for me because sometimes when i have to think too hard in a movie it loses you i'm not a fan so if I was to give this, uh, uh, what was it? We were going 10 pineapples this time? One out of 10 uh, pineapples? I think we did five, five pineapples. One out of five pineapples. Five being best, one being the worst. This would be a solid three and a half pineapples. Um, now, you remake this movie today. I think we're, we, we're looking at, like, if you get some even better CGI's and stuff. and No, no they, if they remake it, they just got to use the same, like, 1980 CGI. Oh, my God. But, like, but could you imagine, though, with, like, how good the cinematography would be and then just counteract it with this really The CGI's dating- look like something you'd see in a freaking YouTube video from 2006. Like, somebody uh, who just... It looks like everything on the sci-fi channel. Like, oh, I like this explosion edit. Let me put this for my intro. Like, that's how the plane blew up on the mountain. Like, it was... It's, it's comical. I, uh... No, I loved it. And I think the acting was pristine. Like, I think the actors fucking carried this film. 
Because like even when Christian, you said like the hellish, the hellish uh, figures. What the hell was his name? Um, the I main, forget his name, but he's like the leader guy. of the tribe. Yes, terrifying. Like I mean, like they did a great job of uh, really scaring the shit out of you with those like intense close-up shots of this dude's headdress, and then you know I think all throughout Harrison Ford um, is is the goat. I I can uh, completely understand why you loved it as a kid and why you like related with it because it's what every kid it's what every kid imagines like they want to be you know so going to get treasure but being smart because your parents put you in school yes like that that's important you got to be smart kids i oh i think okay i forgot to mention this too i love how in every indiana jones film like he wears like these archaeologist ass clothes but like in the intense scene somehow they find a way to show off his biceps and his fucking it's really his only muscles. this movie it's really only this one that they do that though See, okay, but then even in like the the crystal, uh, well, crystal skull, he's like seventy years old. Yeah, I know, but I mean, he gets blown up by the freaking nuke in the fridge, and he comes out, and I mean, I still think he's showing like a little something, like his sleeves ripped off or something, you know. And he's still like, I'll fucking kill you, right? No, but they they found a great way to show off Harrison Ford's rocking hot bod in this film. Oh I yeah, think. and he worked hard. I think I th- like I said, I think they said that he, <laughs> I think they said he trained for like they six weeks. That man's biceps up oh, for that so bridge good. scene, and then they you know they <laughs> they like added some shadow with makeup on his on his arm, and they're like, oh yeah, that shit looks ripped. He's the epitome of uh, of get you a man who can do both. He's like yeah. sophisticated, speaking different languages. Talking about all these cultures and, and he's fucking dudes up in a bar, <laughs> and then he's swinging on the light rafters, uh, sword fighting these people, and with a whip in the other hand, and just being a total Chad. <laughs> Chris, uh, so going to you, did you like it? Were you entertained? What do you rate it? Zero to five pineapples. It was a, I'd say, three and a half or four for sure. Okay, it was the genre. I'd say it's like an action movie but like with stuff to spice it up it had the archaeological and cultural part of it the mysticism part of it and uh like i said harrison ford like he was my favorite moment was perhaps the moment like he had a little heart to heart where he held short round right yeah and he's like indy you're okay my friend right and i was like oh shit they're really fucking deep and what's really shitty is like that's the only movie he's in kind of sad no seriously because they could have like seriously took advantage of short round like that dude they could have easily have just made instead of mutt in number four they could have just did like nah short round's my kid bad that would have been pretty badass because short round grew up just fucking dudes up like there's a part where he's like doing fucking like bruce lee kicks on dudes before Mm -hmm. bruce lee because this is in the 30s i mean it's filmed in the 80s but he's like that little small kid in every action film that finds a way like with their size to somehow save the day somehow move a freaking what was one of his iconic moves i think he uh well he kept like the way he figured out how to because so the way they make you become part of the thuggies is they make you drink the blood yes and so yes. you become in this daze and he just like lit fucking indiana jones on fire and he was like oh shit i'm good so then the kid who is the who is the like the Maharaja of the palace? He's probably like the same age as Short Round, probably like nine. He's like that was the scene. Okay, now I remember. Yeah, yeah. And he just walks up. We go ah, and he just holds the fire up to him, and the kid's like ah. And he's like, oh, I'm good now. And he's like, yeah, like <laughs> bitches fine. on fire. Um, 
I'm extremely biased, so this is going to be a five out of five pineapples for me. Yes. Yes. It's, it is my favorite movie in the, in the series, let alone my favorite movie of all time. It's just, I think I also really like it because my first interaction with Indiana Jones was the ride at Disneyland, and the most amount of reference points are from Temple of Doom. Yes, at the very end, you have the boulder from the first film, but that's it. It's just to be like, look, right, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I have some some trivia stuff for you guys, some cool stuff. I'm going to start off with a little backstory of the film. Uh, it is very dark. Uh, this was not the initial version that they wrote. It's actually much darker. And uh, George Lucas, who's the writer for it, says, uh, yeah, I was going through a divorce at the time, so that probably really contributes to why it was so dark. He's like, I was going through a divorce, and it was just a bad time. So great movie. Great writing, great everything. So the first question I have for you guys is, which actor suffered an injury while on set, and what was the injury? I'll let you guys think about that and go whenever you guys think you know. I'll say it was Harrison Ford did the most stuff, so I think he probably broke or sprained a leg. Okay. Um. <clears throat> I would like to think uh, it wasn't short round, but I think you're going to surprise us here. I'm going to say it was short round. I think when he was going up to kill that other guy, uh, he probably fell off that little well thing. <laughs> and he, oh, no, man. He like broke his arm or something. All right. Uh, so it was Harrison Ford. Okay. I told you to remember this scene from the movie. What scene was that? I said, George, remember this for when I tell you upstairs. He was on the fucking elephant. Wasn't he got he? a hernia from riding on the elephant. Now, the fucked part is he was like, he, he was just in so much pain and he was literally like on a stretcher and they would wheel him around like during those scenes in the mine shaft where he was like fighting people. He would get up and muscle through his parts and then lay back down and they would do the next shot. George Lucas comes on to say, he's like, oh, no, we cannot have this. So they shut down production for, I want to say like a year. So he, get, he had to have surgery. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was bad. It was from the elephant. Yeah, Harrison Ford was saying it was like the way he was sitting on it, like just like misaligned his back and it just it was real bad you have to be a real fucking imp like because i mean they're paying him good if money that for was that. short round right they just replace him like that's no question i don't know they were really into short round and i know but like to shut yeah. down production for a, a long period of time like but your main you actor be, is yeah out. you have to so you have to next next question for you guys hope that was hope that was a cool one for you it was fuck that elephant <laughs> yeah i didn't <laughs> I didn't think they'd get hurt on the elephants of all places, so that's really yeah. surprising to me. What do you guys think was the movie's budget? Because mm. you asked us this I, one. I'm terrible. I don't know how much things cost. Two million dollars. I think you're not too far off. Okay. I don't think you're too far off. This is a two-part question, okay? Um, okay, let me, let me re-ask this question. Go ahead. What was the movie's budget, and then how much did it make in the box office? Okay. You said two million budget. They definitely made more in the box office in this one. I think by a significant amount. I'm going to say they had a $5 million budget and they made $50 million off of it. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. how. To, I want to know how much they made. Just, just throw a number out there. A billion dollars. Okay. You're way off. You're both way off. The budget for the film was $28 million. Wow. wow. They made it in the box office, $333.1 million. Damn, I well understood. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. 
God, I did not think the budget was that high. I'll be honest. Yeah, I didn't think it was either. And I looked up, I was like, what? Really? Fucking paying Harrison Ford a half of that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, on to the next question. What was the original rating for the film before it was released? And what happened for it to change? So, uh, for just so just so we, we know, this isn't going to be the secret. The rating of Temple of Doom is PG-13. Okay. R? You, maybe it was R before? Okay. What do you... Okay. No, I'm going to say it was PG before. Nothing okay. shouts R to me. So, you guys have different ratings. Okay. Now, what do you guys think it took, or what do you think happened for it to change to the PG-13 rating? Maybe they toned down, like, the dying a little bit. Okay. Like, not, like, direct, like, oh, gore motherfucker, but rather, like, like, oh, he's lowered into the fire, and you see a boom, then it kind of pans off type of stuff, like, toning down some of the gorier stuff, I suppose. And I think that's why they made it PG-13. I think they went from PG, and I think the scene that was, I think it was the heart scene, if I'm not mistaken. It is a pretty gruesome scene, but there's a lot of gruesome gore in this, in this movie. Yeah. All right. Uh, Christian was right. It was R-rated. Okay. Uh, what happened was PG-13 did not exist until Temple of Doom. Really? Because uh, really? Steven Spielberg goes, hey, man, if we have an R rating that's less of an audience, he's like, maybe we could do like a PG-14 or PG-15. And that got the uh, the people who were behind all the ratings to go, all right, maybe we should open up a rating that's a little like, you know, more for like teenagers. Like, all right, if you have a parent saying it's OK, all right. And that's how the PG-13 rating came to be was because of Temple of Doom. So if in 1984 makes makes sense. Mm-hmm. OK. Next question. Which actor was found for their role on accident? I'll say short round. Okay. I thought short round too. You guys are both correct. So what happened was, is they were at his Where'd school. Where'd you find him? We didn't. We caught him. We caught him. <laughs> uh, so they were there and they were actually uh, auditioning his brother, but his brother was having a hard time doing it. And so the actor's name is Kihui Kwan. And he was helping his brother. And they're like, you murdered that name. Good fucking knuckle that up. I know that's not easy right there. Yeah. I, nice. One more time. I bet. Kihui Kwan. Kihui Kwan. Anyways. Uh, so that guy's actually a stunt double now for a lot of movies. Um, so he was helping his brother like, oh, hey, here's how you have to do it. And like Kathleen Kennedy was like, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I like you. I like that. I like you. Can we catch you? Can you say Dr. Jones one more time? <laughs> Dr. Jones. Uh, yeah, so they, he was he did not go in there to audition. He was just there to help his brother audition. Damn. So, and so he got the role. And I'd then, be kind of salty if I was Short Round's brother, not going to lie. And then he went right? and did the Goonies right afterwards, though. Damn, no, for real. Like, what if he just had some, like, some bad food the night before he had some food poisoning? <laughs> they were, they were young. They're probably like in elementary school. So they're probably like, I'm shy. Yeah, dude, no. Because when you said that, uh, Short rounds a stunt double now completely blew my mind because he absolutely murders acting. Like, oh yeah, he's a really good he actor. So, like, he sold just, it as an adult. He just found like he was better at doing. He's like, all right, how do I get paid? Just about half. I never have. It's <laughs> like on, a super thick Texas. Accent. I never have to be on camera more than you know two three times, and I and, still make just as much money. And I still make a good amount. All right, stunt double. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna take a quick break from questions and go into some some cool facts. Awesome. So producer Robert Watts and production designer Elliot Scott traveled to India to scout the interiors and exteriors for the film, which had a budget of $28 million, as we know. All of the exteriors, including the Maharaja's Palace, which was to be shot in an existing palace called 
uh, Amer Fort, and most of the interiors, including the city palace in Jaipur. I hope I didn't just fucking butcher that. We actually do have people who listen to us in India. So uh, please, please uh, forgive me. Which would also stand in for the Maharaja's palace. They were both found fairly quickly, but the local government rejected their permits because they found the script to be offensive to Indian culture. Okay. I, I, I could see that. Yeah. They're definitely, they're taking real things from Indian culture, but they're, it's kind of like, imagine like the, the, the difference, like when it happens to like, let's say white Christian culture, it's like those horror movies that are about like angels and demons. It's like, like something like the exorcist, like, oh, it's demonic. Like, like what if India saw that and they didn't know about our culture, right? Yeah. They think, oh, their culture is about demons and. Oh, you know, it's like Kalima. Oh, that's what that's what Indians are like, and they eat monkey brains. Yeah, like they they went hard on the culture shock. Yeah, they apparently they tried to make many changes to the script, and Steven Spielberg was like, "No, what the fuck, no." <laughs> so, uh, to continue, some deals were made. The production initially agreed to change the locations of the script to a principality on the border of India, and they wouldn't use the word Maharaja. But the Indian government balked and demanded final cut of the film in order to censor what they deemed unworthy, which forced. Watson Scott to pack up and leave. They're like, nah, no, 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 no. So later the team decided to shoot certain exteriors in Kandy, a Sri Lankan city, while others, most importantly, the Maharaja's palace, would be shot on the Paramount back lot and expanded using matte paintings. <laughs> further, further interiors like the temple itself would be constructed on sound stages at Elstree Studios in London. It looked a so little. So they straight up just took pictures of these places and were like, we'll just refucking create it. Fuck you. And they did. You had $28 million back in 1984. That'd get you a lot of shit right there. Uh, So after its release, Temple of Doom was banned in India, uh, but the ruling has since been rescinded. So that kind of shocks me. You know, usually those kind of countries don't go back on that shit. They ride a hard line usually. Yeah, but then they were like. He's had a lot of reforms lately. I'll say that without getting into them. But yeah, like there's been a lot of change in India in the last hundred years. Politics. All right, next question. Okay, so I got some more questions for you. So who from the film ended up getting married? James Franco. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, that's usually the answer. Yeah, who, Keep going. Who from the film got married in real life? Willie? And... It's, it, it's probably not as obvious. Well, what, is it a couple? Is it two people or is it one person? It's two people. Two, two people that were a part of the film in some way. It's not going to be as obvious, I think, as you guys are thinking right now. The elephant and Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Look, my answer. What about you, George? As a couple, bro, you're tossing out. It's going to be one of those, uh, the leaders, like one of those, I'm forgetting their names, like the Shiva. Shiva. I don't remember any of the what? They were, their, their cult was the thuggies. Yeah, yeah, the leader of the thuggy, that really scary guy. Okay. And uh, it's going to be like a camera woman. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you were half right. Her name is Kate Capshaw, and Steven Spielberg got married right after that film. Oh, yeah. That's how she got in this movie. No, it was. At, no, they didn't even <laughs> do that until after. It's funny because in the, uh, the three hour long DVD that I have that goes into all the behind the scenes, uh, uh, the weddings on there? No, Steven Spielberg goes. Yeah, in the movie, Indy got the girl, but I really got the girl. <laughs> oh my god! Thanks for warming her up, Indy. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Uh, next question: What effects were used for the Minecraft chase scene or Mineshaft? Not Minecraft. Excuse me. Don't copyright Mineshaft 
chase scene. What what do you guys think they did to, to pull that off? That one more time. What effects? So like what, effect? what special effects, what practical effects do you think or CGI or anything you think were used for the mine shaft chase scene? Well, we could see the CGI obviously in a few places. There is some CGI. I will okay, I will admit there is CGI when, in some of it. When they when any any of the mine mine carts get blown out, like like flip off the tracks, oh, yeah, always hard cuts to CG, which is one of the funniest CG sections in my opinion. And then the water, mm-hmm. some of the water was definitely CG when they was washing. So through we'll the say shaft. CG, but what other what other things do you think they did to pull that scene off? Well, like practical. I mean, did sure, they ha- they had to build like that fucking roller coaster. Okay, so you think they built like an entire set for the roller coaster? At, now I'm not even gonna lie. At first, I was like, "Is this like the freaking point of view of the like Disney Disney ride?" Uh, hold on, hold on to that thought after this question. Okay. So no, but that's okay. That's the effect that I thought they played. They played. Do so you uh, think they just strapped a camera to like a, a roller coaster in real life and just? Yeah. No, I think that those okay. were. Like, I think those were. Uh, they did that a couple of times because they did that when they were in the raft too. Where they do like that camera that's attached to their, whether it was the raft in the water and then it's the rail car. Okay. But I'm not even sure what effect that would be. I'm not picking an effect. What about you? So you said CGI. I definitely get the impression, like you, George, that they like, basically, like they built a roller coaster. Okay. So they did build a roller coaster, but it was a miniature. And the cave surrounding it is painted tinfoil. Hmm. So it's it's all miniatures. There are scenes where it's oh, and you can tell. I get it. I get it now. I get it. Okay, you're saying miniature. I was like, okay, they just built like a small roller coaster. But no, they're built like a, a like super small. To yeah, scale. and, and it, it was shot like it was almost like a stop motion because it was like a super small camera and it went through like. So that's why it looked like there were speed ups. Yes, and you can even tell like that scene where they they come around the corner. You can tell those are fucking clay models. You look hard enough at short rounds head and it's all like thin look they did fairly good with like using the motion to oh, throw yeah. it off i'll say that they did yep so there are i mean obviously there are scenes where it's actually them uh so i do have a fun fact now going back to your thought about uh roller coasters so for temple of doom roller uh, coaster. bert and his sound mixer gary summers faced a tough challenge of coming up with the adequate sound effects for the mine car sequence to get the correct screeches and clangs for from rail cars they were granted unprecedented access to Disneyland after hours, and they and the two rode and recorded every roller coaster in the park, free from the normal white noise and omnipresent music that runs during the day. So they came in when it closed. Oh my god! Throw us on every roller coaster. We're going to record it, and that's how all those sounds are from Disneyland. Uh, sure, it's um uh for a movie. Uh, we need to ride all your roller coasters. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's Steven Spielberg. Can we He's try like, to do that. I, we don't have Steven Spielberg. Just put on money. a reflective vest. They'll let you do anything. You walk in there. So for additional sound effects like the, with the crew, <laughs> with the crew, like the noises of insects in the Mr. bug scene, Spielberg sent us here. Uh, so Bert reused the sounds of running his fingers through a cheese casserole made by his wife, which was used in Raiders in the Lost Ark. That's Raiders what the good Lost pussies t- taste like. For uh, sounds like this. <laughs> so to go to the first film, the slithering snakes that is in the bottom of that Egyptian like uh, building. There's a bunch of snakes. That noise is him just, dude. It's sound people get so creative, man. Oh, yeah. uh, and then so, and then added the sounds of himself pulling the shells off of hard boiled eggs. Like, 
pulling it off for like the bugs walking over each other and stepping on them. Fortune cookies. A re- original ASMR right there. Yeah. See, okay, that's so cool to me. Sound design is such a cool thing. Um, when I was in high school, we did some uh, mock radio broadcasts, old radio stories. It would be like a dramatization. And in the studio, they'd have different things for effects, like <laughs> like a little uh, pan of dirt and gravel and then a pair of shoes. And then like if the characters were like walking, they'd pick up the shoes and like put them in the dirt. And they and they had all kinds of wacky little devices and things for effects. Like, oh, here's a doorbell. Here's a, a knocking sound. Here's a, 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 a gunshot sound. And so hearing about practical sound effects is always super cool. Like I told you guys about one, uh, like they, they did like most of the sounds you hear through the second and third film were, were made in filming of Raiders. Uh, like the punch sound that just thick, like explosive punch. Like I said, like book punch was, they said they put a bunch of like leather jackets and leather baseball gloves and just whacked it with a bat as hard as they could. And that's how they got that. sound. they added like reverb and delay to it and everything. Sound like Indy got fucking mollywop. Oh, dude, he hella got mollywop. And then, like, I, I when like he rescues uh, Willie Scott and she like slaps him, it has that punch sound. You're like, she didn't hit him that fucking hard. <laughs> but that, yeah, those are the those are the the cool trivia questions and and fun facts I had for you guys. I mean, I have so much more, but I was like, I'm not gonna nerd out mm, this entire. I'll spare them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, one that I did tell you though is so the lead guy for the thuggies, uh was the most up until he died in 2005 was the most sought like prominent actor in Bollywood and at the time of filming uh Ridge, or in Temple of Doom he was doing 18 other films at the same time so his schedule they were like hey can we get you today he's like no <laughs> so they literally had to like just like all right we got to move our entire filming schedule around this dude that's kind of badass though that they went for a Bollywood actor uh, well, rather than looking for like a, I guess an Americanized person. <laughs> we we did point out like, hey, that's a white dude just in like painted skin. Yeah, we did see some of that. But they did have a lot of people from India. Like I did say, like the main guy in the village who's like telling him all the stuff. Uh, he spoke no English. He, Steven Spielberg literally like read him his lines and he would repeat them. Oh, the Indian Doc Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah. just like Doc Brown and Back to the Future. Yes, if, if, if a Bollywood version of Back to the Future. That guy would play Doc Brown. But uh, yeah, that this is my most favorite film. Uh, I love watching. I also love watching the behind the scenes for the movies. I I'm, I might have to just let you guys borrow my box set. See that three hour. I want to. I want to at least check it out now. I've heard. I've heard a lot of good things about this from you. So I want to because it's all I fucking watched as a kid. <laughs> It's crazy. I, cause I, dude, the way you connect with this, like, I remember like watching, um, Big Daddy a lot on VHS. There's like those couple of films that you get on when you're a kid and you're just like, I'm going to rewatch this until my eyes bleed. That, I mean, I was like that with Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and Lord of the Rings. I would literally like come home from school and just pop my DVD player on and be like, I'm, I'm going to watch till I go to bed. Honestly, though, and it was like, Con- I was content. I knew I, what I was like, going home to. It was to. like therapeutic for me. I would come home and be like, I had a bad day at school. Oh, Legolas is going to be there for me. Fuck, fuck yeah. Oh, no, he got shot. What do I do? It's like The Office for me now, I would say. Like, just toss on The Office and yeah. you could just leave it on in the background. for yeah. watch. I mean, that's me with a, so an old show that we weren't alive. We were alive for, but it was basically already over, was Mystery Science Theater 3000. 
which was a show from the 80s and 90s where uh, the plot is these scientists send this guy to the moon and they're like, ah, oh, we're going to make you watch all these terrible like B films. Like from like terrible sci-fi films from like the 60s, the 30s, all that. So this guy makes like robots to keep him company and they literally just do commentary over it, but they just make fun of it the whole time. And now they have a, a 24 hour uh, Twitch stream. That is oh my that God. are all these episodes. And I'm like, oh, this is so much fun. I remember watching a few episodes with my dad, like when I was super little and not knowing what it was. And then I was like, this is fucking cool. I like this. This is cool. It's it's funny because like you watch really old films and then you're like, wow, this is really bad. And then you hear like one of the people like, wow, this is really bad. <laughs> and you're like, oh, cool. <laughs> it's it's something like like when I, I watched a lot of it when I was sick because I was like, I don't want to do anything. I also started watching uh, on Disney Plus uh, Earth to Ned which is from the people who do the Muppets. And it's an alien, two aliens. They come to Earth to destroy it, but then they fall in love with celebrities. So then they decide to create their own talk show. Oh my God. So they just bring, they like beam up celebrities and interview them. And it's so funny because like the dude is like, am I a good host? And they're like, ah, kind of. And he's like, what do you mean? Kind of. I should be a great host. And they're like, well, you're kind of aggressive. And he's like, am I a good host? <laughs> it's just it's 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 like Muppets humor. So I get you. I get you. It's just I don't know. I totally like, especially now, like with the the pol- not to get serious on you, but like you know, COVID and the political climate and the economic climate. It's just kind of nice to be like, like I find myself watching more Disney films with my son and just being like, all right, I'm just gonna watch. It's simpler. It's simpler. Bust out that Shrek two DVD. Oh, dude, my son oh, is into bro. Shrek now. V- Vanessa put Shrek on for him, and he was like, I like, I dig this shit. Has there been something going on with Shrek 2? I was in a Rocket League game the other day and like literally this dude would because you can have it. You, you can talk during Rocket League to the yeah. team and like this dude just every time a goal was scored, he just kept saying Shrek 2, Shrek 2. What's a meme Shrek at this two. point? It's a meme? Yeah. Shrek what am is I a missing? Meme. Okay. Uh, nothing, nothing intelligent. Okay. Basically, I'm going to put it as simply and, and succinctly as I can. Many things from the 90s and 2000s have this unholy, like, 2000s energy. Like, why did they do this? We all remember it, but looking back, why did they do this? Shrek is kind of unholy in that way. It's like, here's an ogre, and, like, all the movies are they making, like, pop culture references, and it's just, like, and like almost like jokes. a fever dream, you know? It's kind of, yeah, it's, it's something like, like, Vanessa the other day, uh, when she was really sick. I was like, hey, you ordered this on Amazon. She goes, no, I didn't. I'm like, I didn't order it. She goes, oh my God, it must have been like, like because she had a really bad fever. She's like, I literally must have had a fever dream and just ordered it. That's crazy. So like, I totally get that. Like, it's just something like, it's kind of like, just hold on and just uh, hope you make it to the end. I get you. Kind of like, here we go. (laughs) Okay, I want to touch base on Shrek again. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. The other reason why Shrek is a meme, it's... Part of its meme culture, it's like everything that was funny that we remember now is a meme. It's like all the SpongeBob memes. But also, there was a popular YouTube video. There was a popular, it was a 4chan green text story. And then it became a YouTube video called Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life. I remember seeing that. I remember seeing that. that that's what started it all right there was okay. that. It was, that had a big part to do with it. You know, it's like. I love Shrek so much at all the DVDs and merchandise. And then he talks about Shrek coming into his room and, uh, and make it sweet love to him. roaring a big, mighty roar as he, uh, <laughs> so it's like, Oh, this is unholy. This is a meme now. 
Oh my god. And um what I wanted to bring it up, what I I wanted to talk about Trek though, because we were talking about like comfort watches, right? Like where you watch something as a kid so many times. Eventually some of those things you get to remember it. Like you remember almost every scene and every line and every nuance, right? Yes. Longest yard. Mm-hmm. A recent meme that's come out of the Shrek memes is somebody saying that when they were a kid, they used to watch Shrek 2 in their head. Oh, yeah. They had watched it so was many times. Was it time. Shrek 1 or was it Shrek 2? It was 2? Shrek 2. No, I think it was Shrek 1. He said he had watched it okay. so many goddamn times that he could like act just he would like sit in his room and just play it in his head. There's this one kid I, that just brings me to the story. Great story. Cause I'm a, I'm a special ed teacher. So I get, I get a lot of great interactions with some of these kiddos. And this kid is a, a functional life skills kid, which means he, he needs assistance um, like throughout the rest of his life. And it's the very first time I ever met him. And then he said, hi, my name's David. My favorite movie is Shrek. I'm going to, I'm going to do the intro scene for you in, in Shrek. He's like intro. Shrek walks into the outhouse, kicks the door down. Somebody once told me. And then he starts like he went through, started singing the song. He said, Shrek is brushing his teeth now. Shrek is walking into his house, bro. Like literally how you guys say he can watch in his head. This David literally reenacted the entire first scene of and, Shrek one. And George was like, this is art. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. In special ed, like you gotta let him live in his world, bro. Go, Just go let him visit be him. Go to, go to freaking David and meet David on his level, because that's how you're gonna, like, you know, finally get to connect with him. So George was saying that day for class, he saw the whole movie of Shrek without turning on a TV. Oh, I've gotten really good at redirecting him. You gotta, you gotta. Oh, David, 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 David. I've seen the movie. All right, I've seen it. You do not need to reenact it for it's me. It's a David. great movie. I agree, brother. Fist bump uh, yeah. on that. But- fist bump, and then you do a quick. Quick turnaround. Uh, to, to kind of touch on that, uh, when I was in Boy Scouts, I knew this guy, and he was telling me his cousin had like severe autism, and that he had like his own personal DVD player that he would take with him everywhere, and he would just play like Disney like princess films like Snow White, and it got to the point where he would just start like reenacting them, just like he would just start saying them. Yep, because he had them played so often that that's all really was that was in his head. Oh, it's crazy, bro! It's cra- I mean, uh, you li- they literally remember. And then not only will they remember the, the, the line, but they remember the motion. They remember the way that actor was looking down to the millisecond. They were the timing like, is they, the, get the, the timing is the crazy part because the timing is what makes those reenactments good. Like I know whenever we were doing those synopsises of the movies, um, like when we first did this, I was horrible at it. And it's just because the timing's off. But those kids, it's like. So what you're saying work. is we got to bring David on and have him talk about Shrek. Oh, if you want to have, I can um have a six hour long podcast. No, let me see if I can get David on like a Google Zoom thing and then I'll record him and then see if we can get like the first intro and then I'll see if, if his parents let me post it, I'll post it. Why not? For everybody listening, we don't plan to take advantage of David in any way, shape or form. We're just no. letting him be him. I and, absolutely, and if you him. ever see my students on any social media, I of course have their parents, not only their parents permission, but it's their kids. Like. You got to tell the kids because they're getting they're in high school now, you know, like, are you OK with this? Like, yeah. this is going to be on. The I feel inter- like most of them are, though, right? Oh, they love that. Is David shit. the one that, like, helps you clean up and like he was. You no, were- that was Jonathan. Oh, the one that you guys made. The, yes. the, the stick. Yeah, we got Jonathan almost. Hey, Jonathan's almost at 500 YouTube subscribers. Dude, crazy. Oh, good for him. That's badass. We, we, we were he was at 36 at the start of last school year. And now we're up to almost 500. Dude, sick. 
kicking it. Well, to kind of wrap up this episode, one. Wait, wait, hold on. Go ahead. I have some one last thing. Okay. Uh Oh, I had something the closest that I had to this watching Shrek in my head thing was that there was time many years of my life where on the living room TV, we would watch Family Guy. That was like the thing we'd watch. Okay. And when you watch a show enough, like you start seeing like the cycles of all the seasons and you like know all the episodes and stuff. I got to a point of knowledge of the show where I could. I could say and quote the characters, every line in every episode as they said that. Jesus Christ. But, but I can't do it anymore. This was like this was like 10 years ago or it's, something. It's a lost talent. Okay. And re- recently me and my buddies were we, we do this thing where we get on a call together and we I share my screen and we'll play like a random flash game. Like just for fun. He's like, oh, let's mm-hmm. find something stupid and like experience it together. We found a family guy quiz and I was able it was it would like leave two blank words and you have to fill out the quote. I was able to do all of them. And they're like, Chris, how do you know family guy this much? <laughs> See, that's me with quiz up. Cause I remember, uh, like my mom, I showed my mom it and, and she was like, how are you getting these questions? So I'm like, I am a machine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, you know, it's, it's a lost talent, but, uh, at one time I could quote every existing episode of family guy, every line. That is fucking, dumb. that's crazy. Well, to, to officially, wrap things up. Uh, I was really excited that I was able to share my favorite movie with you guys and just watch it. it. Like, it was great nostalgia. It's still you know, watching it as an, an older uh, I was like, man, this is this is fucking great. This is just, the CGI is terrible. The acting is over the top. The gags are it, they make me want to gag. <laughs> it's like, but it's so goddamn great. And he, Indiana Jones is like, even he ages like fine wine, man. He does. I mean, and we were, does. we were, uh, we had, we had a little celebration today. One for my work and two, because you know, I'm not dead. Yes. So I brought some, some, some bourbon. Mr. Williams. Yeah. Mr. Evan, Evan Williams. We did a shot and then we had a, we had a bourbon and Coke and it was just, I don't know. It just, I just really felt like an adult. I'm like, I'm watching looking Indiana Jones. I'm having a nice ass bourbon. Yes, bro. It was, it was great. So I really, one, I'm really happy to be back. I, I missed you guys. I missed all the, all the listeners. I was like, I, I I did say that. I was like God, I'm not fucking dead when I was listening to the to the last episode and editing it. Yeah, I know. Sorry if we, I like Austin was like you know it sounded really <laughs> d- somber because I literally remember I told Chris right before this I was like we're gonna like talk about Austin first and I was like and now like we just got to bring up Austin um like <laughs> Austin has died things, he's on a table it, we're gonna sacrifice him to Kali things aren't <laughs> looking too good um but he's fine. <laughs> the doctor said he has a 50 50 chance of fame out of 100 <laughs> percent. yeah when i was editing the episode i was basically all fine i was like i feel fine now but i'm glad to be back i'm glad that we could kick things back off with this episode we're back everybody i know we had a little bit of hiccup in you know in episodes and coming out but we're back we're, we're gonna be back to normal i promise oh, yes hope you guys can forgive that i was dying and uh you guys know where to find us. I mean, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook under Lukewarm Cinema Longitude Podcast. Longitude 41.5. Latitude. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be giving us a... Oh, yeah, we're on lists. I just want to give that out. Just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, we have merch. We have shirts. George looks amazing when he wears our shirt. I need I to do. get one. Everyone always looks at me. I was like, I have to get neon yellow because I want people <laughs> do you, to... Do you wear it at the gym? No, I haven't yet. Oh, okay, okay. I will, though. I will, though. I gotta get back to the gym. 
Don't talk about that. Let's oh, dude, talk about Vanessa it. was like, I didn't need to go to the gym. I lost 12 pounds while being sick. She didn't eat anything. <laughs> oh, and I was like, that's shit. not healthy. It'll come back fast. But oh, yeah. I mean, enjoy she, it while you look. Like we know, got in and out yesterday your, and she was like, fuck you. I don't want to gain it all back. <laughs> take all your pictures while you can, you know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know who it. this gym is, but he sounds like a good doctor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys listening to us talk about the best movie that was ever made, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And until next hey, week. Hold on, Christian's next. Christian's next. You got to pick out your movie next. We're watching oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got to watch your movie. Oh, I'll, I'll, we're going to watch Shrek. American Psycho. <laughs> American Psycho. That's a good ass movie. I'll, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll figure one out for us. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then we'll probably cycle back around to George. But, uh, you know, uh, be prepared for the future. We got some cool things in the works that we're talking about for upcoming months, upcoming shows. We got, we got some cool stuff. Like, uh, we're going to have Christian call like a movie theater and prank call him and just ask to give him all the Mr. Pib. Yeah, I'm going to say if I'm going to. Bring protesters to read the B movie with megaphones. <laughs> We're gonna read the B movie script with megaphones. But every time they say B, they get louder. I like that. Just like the Where w- is my Mr. Pip? <laughs> <laughs> By all laws of nature, bees shouldn't fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you everybody, and we'll see you guys next week. 